Welcome to the Web3 Artist Spotlight, the podcast that shines a spotlight on talented artists who are leveraging Web3 technology to sell their art and connect with collectors in new and innovative ways. Through in-depth interviews, we learn more about the artists behind the art and uncover their unique creative processes, inspirations, passions, and the stories behind their captivating artworks. From seasoned professionals to emerging talents, we bring you a diverse range of voices from the Web3 community, and we delve deeper into how blockchain technology, NFTs, and decentralized platforms are revolutionizing the art industry. The guest today, uh, again, I'll say it again, you know, the dopest book artist, curator, Web3 consultant, Reduce. Uh, on her profile, you know, she says she's on a mission to uplift art as a key tool for human wellness, advancement, and connection through her nonprofit, Art Water Life, which I'm very excited to learn more about. And I want to thank you for being here today as our guest, Reduce. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. Uh, yeah, I am dope, and I also do dope. <laughs> I love it. It's true. I love it. It is true. Um, and it's funny. So people, I, I love how people have, um, you know, people always have their thoughts, right? I'm pretty intentional about how I approach my brand, Red Deuce, and Art Water. So Art Water is also dope. We just leave out the the S word. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So Artwater is a creative, a global creative resource ecosystem. And I say ecosystem because the idea is regenerative. Uh, uh, I think the word infinity or like, I'm, I'm going to pronounce it incorrectly, but the snake eating its own tail. Uh, if you can pronounce it, I don't even want to attend. <laughs> it starts with the O. It starts with the O. Um, so that... Uh, You've you heard of like regenerative finance and things like that. So the idea with Artwater is that, so we're giving low cost art business and Web3 resources to everybody everywhere all the time. But that's too long to say. <laughs> uh, but I, I can say it anyways, because that's really how I feel. But where do we start when we want to, we want to serve, we want to serve the, you know, underrepresented and underserved folks, the most in need first. So for Art Water, we're doing in real life events, starting with the $5 art party. The $5 art party is, is also dope, super dope <laughs> event. Which I'm incredibly proud of. We've had two um, events here in Los Angeles at a beautiful park called Tierra de la Culebra Art Park. I'm working on pr my pronunciation there, Jennifer. <laughs> and, uh, beautifully. Yeah, you said it pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You got to get that. T t and the, 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 you know, the, the R, R, Tierra. Oh. <laughs> I, I swear I missed the opportunity a lot. So Tierra de la Culebra is a beautiful park in Highland Park. It's one full acre. And it was created by an artist in the 90s, 1992, by an artist named Trisha Ward, who had created uh, about a half a dozen or more of these public art spaces um, in places that really didn't have any any kind of spaces like that. And so this this park was really just an empty lot that used to have a couple houses, but it was just empty you know, overgrown and, and kind of a dumping ground. And during the Watts riots, she activated the youth in the area. About 30 uh, young people came together, you know, to clean up the park and transform it to from an empty lot into this beautiful 
art park and it's like an oasis and they built up a snake um like a rock structure that goes throughout the park and so me bringing up this the snake eating its own tail actually ties into the theme of the park and when i first kind of like you're like oh land of the snake i'm not that into snakes right mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you look a little bit deeper into the meaning behind the, that park and and that idea of regeneration of we building value here for us by us that gives us more and more value and so they they used to do uh you know dance classes art classes music classes with indigenous folks and they did that for for several years and they would have the the youth actually organize the murals that went up around the whole park so at this time there's only one wall of murals but i've reclaim this space for what it was original intended purpose uh was which is an art park and we are um we had over 50 diverse artists muralists musicians uh painters dancers we had a reiki healer we had so much literature reading um and then the artist in market and filled this park with with public art and so that ties right into what art water art water's ultimate goal is which is we would like, we are, right, uplifting diverse artists already. We've proven that with two events and our next event is April 22nd. But we're collecting gently used art supplies and will be uh, goodwill for art supplies. So giving low cost, um, you know, tools for people to be creative. We also want to be like a art uh, YMCA for art. So there'll be skill shares, resources, tools for people to come in and use just like a YMCA and it'll be global like YMCA. And then we are a bit of a web three launch pad, right? There's art business and web three resources that we want to give to everybody everywhere all the time. And then finally we're giving 5% back to clean water initiatives, uh, low our small grassroots impactful clean water initiatives. So I know I'm going <laughs> on and on, but I'm so passionate. I, I can, I can so feel art. the passion. I love it. I mean, you're just so I'm, excited I'm about so it. Excited. It's awesome. I know. And and I've talked about it a lot, but not as structured as this. So it gives me a really great opportunity to to share. And I'll kind of land land this here. So this this really sparks sparked from the idea that um and it's true, art so art has the power to make us more connected to ourselves. Like we can better understand ourselves as much as it's a tool for self-expression. It's also a tool for introspection. And now you figure out who you are. You become more compassionate with yourself and then you can be more compassionate with others. So art has the power to elevate our collective emotional IQ. And that's how I'm changing the world with art. I love it. I wish more people would really get that, you know, because, you know, there's been so much movements and stuff in, in our country, right? Like to to try and like defund art programs and, and not seeing like the value of how much and how, how big of an impact it can have on like us, you know, supporting like our creativity, you know, like you said, doing more introspection, supporting mental health, you know, in terms of like just providing us with like a creative outlet. So I, I love that this is something you're, you're so passionate about and you're like really, you know, using this platform and, and, uh, and the nonprofit really to, 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 you know, kind of help, reclaim art and, and, and promote it, you know, as, as something that's really helping us to be more connected and for, for human advancement. So I love that so much. 
Cool. So, uh, so I, uh, I wanted to also, cause I, I usually like to also start to, so I, um, I love you talking about that and you're so passionate about it. So it's although I didn't want to even stop you cause I'm like, I wanted to keep going and, and talk a little more about the, about the, the nonprofit, but, uh, maybe why don't you just take, uh, like a few minutes, like three to five minutes and tell us a little bit more like about yourself, like who is Rebduce? Give us a, fl- a feel for, you know, who you are, your story. And how did you even come into this whole web three world? Yeah. Okay. Well, the Web3 the Web3 world is a question of its own. Uh, so I'll back up a little bit. You know, someone, a friend of a friend kind of thing, like mm-hmm. this NFT thing. Uh, so for me, I've been an artist forever. Yeah. And it took a while for me to be like, I'm an artist. I think a lot of artists maybe have that same experience where maybe I, I didn't claim it until maybe late in high school. But I remember being, you know, I've I've been drawing since I could pick up a crayon, right? And I've told this story yesterday in the space. My I, access to art was always an issue for me. We grew up, I grew up in Casper, Wyoming. We didn't have a lot of money. Uh, I would draw on every, like anything, both sides of every sheet. I still draw on both sides of my sketchbook sheets. So you'll see some some paintings and things in frames and there's another drawing on the other side um that the one one had to be chosen to be front facing <laughs> um but so i used to use my walls as my canvases i had my fr- my friends would tag my walls i would write like draw all of my walls and uh you know my mom was like you know that's that's fine that's okay <laughs> she was very she was very open so that was cool um, and I actually had a wall that I covered with pennies or I tried to, I didn't get the entire wall. Uh, but that was like, you know, really early on, I was like, I'm going to be a famous artist, right? Like maybe like 11, like I'm going to be a famous artist. And then, so I was, you know, I've studied with intention throughout high school and then on to college, I studied fine art. So I was lucky to explore a lot of different medias, uh, mediums. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, traditional photography. I really enjoyed printmaking, like woodcut, uh, traditional woodcut prints and other types of printmaking, uh, sculpture, things that I don't really do right now. Right. So that was a lot of, lot of fun to explore. I'm more 2d at this point, right. 2d. I like watercolor a lot. I really started out with watercolor. Watercolor is inexpensive. Uh, Just on paper is expensive, but the watercolor themselves, whereas oil paints, are, are expensive. I didn't touch a set of oil paints till I got to college. Um, so access had always been something for me throughout, throughout high school. And, and for me, art was just like a way, um, you know, life was a little bit tough and I never really thought of it until I was really talking it out yesterday about an escapism. But now I've really started to focus on it as more of a honing, um, like a touching to something like something divine, really something outside of ourselves, greater than ourselves that, that somehow I'm channeling or harnessing and it's meditative. It gives me like life and I get excited, um, to kind of wake up and then work on the, the thing that I'm working on. I have about a hundred works in progress, um, <laughs> probably, uh, <clears throat> but, uh, the actual process itself is just so exciting to me. Um, and that's a little bit about my story. I have a pretty long story, John. Uh, it's all good. I am 40. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. So, so I've been, I went, I had two little bouts of college and I'll, I'll be happy to share how that went, but that just tells you a little bit about like, I don't know my process. Yeah, no, no, I love that. And, uh, and, and it's interesting hearing that you came from like a, you know, like a family with, you know, pretty limited means and, and, and that, that kind of influenced you, you know, using like, like coloring on both sides and even on the, on the walls. At first I was wondering like what your parents were going to say about that. It was a bit like, what are you doing? But I'm glad that your parents were actually supportive of that. And it's so cool that you actually got to go and study art and, and do that in you know high school and college and all that. So that, that's so cool. And maybe what I, what I'd be interested in too is, um, and you mentioned it was like a whole other story in and of itself is how did you actually come into or find out about like web three and NFTs and all that? Like how did, how did that happen? Okay. That's good. Cause it gives me a little bit of a chance to tell you how, how I got. Okay, where cool. I so I, yeah. So I worked, um, okay. So I grew up in Wyoming and I left, um, when I was 20 and moved to Oregon. And then eventually I came here and uh, I was with my fiance for 18 years. So we lived in this lovely condo here in Los Angeles. And I worked at a large commercial printer for 14 years. I worked um, f- uh, pursuing somebody else's dream. Like I busted my ass for somebody else's dream and watched that company go from 75 people to over a thousand people across the country. Um, and and I learned a lot. There was a lot to learn there. But um, through, I also have multiple sclerosis. So I was diagnosed in 2010, I believe. So I came to LA in 2004. I was like 28 and diagnosed with MS. And I'm like, F you guys, you know. And uh, I actually, that, that was actually a bit of a, change, a changing point for me because what <clears throat> I was always, I was always using art as a meditative tool. But then I started self-medicating with alcohol. I mean, I've always been a drinker, but really heavily after I was diagnosed. And then I floated through life being a very, a highly, uh, what do they call that? Productive? Like a high functioning, high functioning drinker or something. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And so that, that was, that was all right. But, um, I eventually ended that career, uh, because of the MS, it got severe and I took a leave that ended up being a much, you know, ended up being a permanent leave in 2016. And then I went back home. Uh, oh, I, the relationship of 18 years ended. Uh, I went back home to my mom in Casper, Wyoming at age 36. I know it was quite, quite a story of loss. So I had a condo with a car and a pool and a little weight room and a, and a, a pretty decent life and a happy life, at least at least on the outside, but I clearly wasn't happy because I was drinking way too much. Um, and I, and I, it wasn't so much the drinking, it was the way I felt like every day I would wake up and be like, I don't want to feel this way for so many years. I couldn't count them. So I went back home to Wyoming, still drank a lot. And then I went to school. I said, I need structure in my life. I'm going to go to school. So I'm 36 years old, going back to Casper college, my old alma mater, as it were, whatever. <clears throat> and I studied, um, graphic design and museum studies eventually got sober um fell off the wagon but got sober again and then in 2020 I got an opportunity to come back to Los Angeles and that same in fact I was getting on the plane to sign my lease and my brother Elijah died now I live in in a like I live with my boyfriend in Wyoming but also my mom and my younger brother live together. And my younger brother is to just be as brief as possible is, uh, has extreme anger issues. 
We're going to say that. And so rather than going home to hug my mom and all of that and deal with my psychopath brother, let's just be honest. His name is Aaron. Uh, I opted just to go ahead and get on my trip to California and not have to deal with his behavior during this grieving time. So that happened. It was a big deal. At the end of 2020, I moved to LA. So that was two years ago, three years ago now, I guess. Well, yeah, no, two years ago. And then I really started to hunker down on my life dream, right? My life dream is to change the world by giving people access to art, period, to everyone, everywhere, all the time. And building out that dream took me to get sober. I'm a year and a half sober now. And it took me all of those trials and tribulations and, and, and grief and pain to get to this point. And I'm still growing and I'm still learning, but that gives you a little bit of an idea of what, how, I, how I got to where I am right now. Wow. Um, and I like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry about that. Cause I forgot about the, the NFT. <laughs> it's all good. But what a story, man. Wow. That's incredible. Incredible journey <laughs> just to, to get to where you are. Yeah, but go ahead. Yeah. So I went to, I was going to school and actually, so while I was going to school, I, you know, I don't know. I, maybe I'm saying too much, but I don't mind. You know, I think when people talk about like their struggles with alcoholism or chronic pain or multiple sclerosis, like I have, it really helps me. So hopefully this helps somebody, but I used to go to school. I'd take a couple shooters and then go to class, but I knew I needed structure in my life to get myself together. And so eventually that chilled out and I started going full time. And my graphic design buddy, Adam, Adam Jensen, who I invited, and maybe he'll come. Uh, he said, I want, I'm in this NFT thing. And he got me a MetaMask. And then it sat there for like a year. <laughs> like I had a MetaMask, but I didn't understand. I didn't understand. I can't even comprehend what it meant to have a wallet on a blockchain. Now I really understand. And I explain it to people um, in Safe Space Sundays. Um, so he had an NFT project. It's a little ghost, a little GIF ghost. And that was my very first NFT. And he didn't do it on ETH because it was going to be hella expensive. So I was kind of sort of helping him with the minting on like the back end. And we managed to do it on Solana and he gave me one and I bought one. And that was my first NFT. And then a couple months later, my friend said, you need to get a Star Atlas ship because the Star Atlas ships will give you a dollar a day. And so I bought like one ship and then I bought like five. <laughs> and then of course they do not make a dollar a day, by the way, <laughs> the, the, the crypto itself like totally tanked. I think I make like six cents a day. <laughs> but um, so that was kind of the first thing. And then I was kind of going for, you know, cheaper change. Like I was avoiding ETH because of the experience with my friend Adam. And like just to mint one piece was going to be like 60 bucks or 80 bucks. And uh, this was at the end of 2021, right? The big, you know, every ETH was like 4, 4K, I think, mm -hmm. or something. And gas was expensive so, too, um, man. <laughs> oh my God, it's so expensive. And so, and it wasn't as easy. The tools are better now too. So then, so then I went to Cardano and my first big, you know, I, I moved all my cryptos into this this project. So it's my biggest bag, but it's also my favorite. Like, it's like my home community on Cardano. And then I eventually came to ETH. There's been a couple of uh, slow rugs, flat out rugs. <laughs> and, then, and then here we are, like, I'm really into supporting art and artists. And I'm really glad that I've stopped the, the chasing of some kind of projects that I don't care about, I don't believe in. I'm just trying to make some money. Now I'm like, I really love this art. 
maybe I'll make some money. Maybe I need to buy two because I really like this art and want to keep it. So I've changed my whole attitude in Web3. I'm all about art and artists. And that's been my mission the whole time. So there's my... There you go. My <laughs> no, I love it. I love it so much. Um, that's you know, a great and great story. And I think there's a lot of like relatable things there, you know, in terms of like first getting a wallet and not having a clue what the heck it's for <laughs> only like later, you know, be able to come back to it and be like, Oh, okay. This is how this works. And you know, the, the slow rug pulls and the, you know, I think, yeah, I think a lot of us uh, here can probably relate who have been in the, in the space for a while. So no, thank you so much for, for sharing the story and uh, actually your, your whole story. I mean, it's just, man, just so, so much stuff there and uh you know hardship and and congrats on on getting sober um you know that's that's it's huge you know and i love the fact that you're still uh uh you know still still sober and and now you know just fully devoted to your mission and and you have a you know you know a passion for it a clear vision of what you want to accomplish in this world i think that's an amazing thing seriously i legit feel hella lucky um maybe not about the hardships or whatever but they say things and and you st- and it's good to kind of internalize this. Like, I am grateful for who I am today. I love myself today. I am dope, you know, as we've mentioned. Like, I really wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for all the choices, um, all the micro decisions, mass decisions, life happening, you know. So it, I've been coming from, a, try to become from a place of compassion and grace with this thing, right? Like, yeah, sure. I wish I would have made different decisions about different things. It's true. But I'm also really happy that I've come to, like, I found my Ikigai. Are you familiar with this term, Ikigai? I, I am. I'm not, but. <laughs> I got, I have a, um, I have a tweet. I have a tweet with a little, uh, a little cute little, yeah, there, little nice little graphic for you. Oh, yes, person. yes. I am familiar with this. Yeah, it's funny though. I, I've seen it spelled before. And I didn't know how it was pronounced, but yeah, now that you're saying it, yes. And you posted the picture. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I absolutely feel lucky and blessed and I implore everyone to find their purpose. And it doesn't have to be like just the one. <laughs> like if you really think about it, Art Water is about three businesses really in one. And that's what I want to do. Okay. So we take it in chunks. How are we going to uplift diverse artists and give people what I wanted to give people free access to everything all the time, but things cost money. So if we can create a a regenerative income, multiple income streams that are generating income. So used art supplies is a no brainer. It's a, a business model that Goodwill has been using for a really long time and it works, right? And we can, we don't have to talk about how much money they're siphoning off the top. So that's another element of any business is, is efficiency. So Artwater is really big on being as efficient as possible at sourcing resources that would otherwise be wasted and, and connecting them with people, artists who can use them. No, so great. And uh, so one thing I did want to also kind of uh, move the conversation into as well. And first of all, I, I do, I think it's awesome that you found, you know, your passion and the self-love. And I think sometimes you just have to kind of go through that journey to, to really get there. And um, I want to maybe turn a little bit of attention also to your art, you know, because I um, in kind of exploring more of your, of your art and what you, and what you typically create now, um, I find that, that your style to be just so beautiful. You know, it's got such amazing like line work and these like really cool geometric curves and a nice balance of like positive negative space. And I did pin up something on the, uh, at the top that just shows one of your, uh, 
one of your figures as well. And I, I would love to know a little bit more about like what's influenced your artistic style, you know, and how did you come to develop the, the way that you draw now? I, I don't know if I've ever thought about that question. <laughs> That's, I'm serious. That's weird, right? I feel like I should have thought about that question. Uh, sorry that I didn't give that question enough consideration. Like I have lots of art. <laughs> but I don't know that I'm trying to, I don't know that my style really has, um, has any, anyone that I like, I don't know, maybe you could say, Hey, that reminds me of someone that will help. But, um, someone that I really look up to, right. There's a couple of artists that I really look up to. So, um, Shepard Fairey, just pure work ethic, but his art is beautiful and amazing. And he also has this idea of phenomenology. You can read about it on his website. Uh, I The concept is a bit of a social experiment, but he has tons of murals in Los Angeles. He does NFTs. He has beautiful art books. Uh, kid, you know, kids in the high school wearing t-shirts that say obey and they don't know who he is. So that was kind of my dream, right? And and still still sort of is. Like, I want to be famous like Shepard Fairey. Like, everybody know Reb Deuce, see the artwork, see the style, and they know me, they wear me on their T-shirts, but they don't really, you know, the kids in high school wear the Obey shirts. They don't know who Shepard Fairey is, right? They don't know his story. That's fine. And that would be nice. I would like that. Now, you know, as I've gotten, as I've more focused on what I really, really want, which is is just, is is to give people access to help other other artists to give people access that I didn't have that so many are lacking. Um, so Reb Deuce can be famous like Shepard Fairey and have her style and all of that and be dope as fuck only to serve Art Water in this bigger, greater mission. So yes, please let me be as famous as possible and sell things for, you know, 20 ETH or hundred ETH or whatever, but it will really all go back to this bigger, greater goal, which is very exciting for me. It's not like sad for me. It's like super exciting for me. So another artist that I really like, and, and you might think it's a little bit strange, but um, Degas is one of my favorite artists, impressionistic artists. He's really great at capturing motion and movement. He did a lot of ballerinas, um, some jockeys, a really amazing jockey piece. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that piece, but there's so much motion happening. And I feel like a lot of my work captures motion and movement and energy, maybe vibration more than actual like action shots, um, some action shots, but um, there's a lot of energy. And I, I think that's a little bit of uh, Degas influence. I also really like Rothko, <laughs> which is not nothing like my style, I don't think. Um, and do you, I don't know if you guys know Kandinsky. The, um, if I'm sure it's Kandinsky. He does the mobile. Do you guys know that artist? I think Jenny knows. <laughs> do you, Jenny? Um, I'm familiar with Degas for sure. And if I'm thinking of Kandinsky, it's, isn't it more like abstract and colorful? I'm, I'm thinking of the, I'm getting the artist wrong. And I do love Kandinsky though. And yes, you're right. He does a lot of geometric shapes like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I am thinking of an artist who does these, um, amazing mobiles. Okay. So they're like m metal. And they're big. Oh, I don't know what the artist's name right now. But so I have been really kind of exploring this idea of energy. And so I will figure out who that artist is. But that's, a, that's I guess that's, those are the artists that really I'm drawn to. And if you think about it, that's what Rothko 
I've read a book about him because I used to think his garbage, his work was garbage. I'm sorry. I was like, what is this <laughs> blocks of color? I'm serious. I was like, I don't understand. I'm serious. And then no, I, I, I get it. I get it a hundred percent because I was like that too at one point um, with that type of artwork where it's just like a color, three colors, like, hmm. <laughs> Really? Because I could, I could do this, <laughs> you know. I feel you on that, and it looks like a pen. You have a, you want to comment or something on this one? Alexander Calder, Rob. Yes, uh, thank you, Pen. I love you so much. Welcome to the stage. Pen is a great friend. Thank you for coming and sharing that. Thank you. Oh, I just looked. I just looked it up and it, that's really lovely. And it makes so much sense because of that neck, the, the, the space and the ability to still have movement within so much space. That's, that's cool. That makes sense that it influenced you. Yeah, I really do enjoy something I always, as I'm creating, uh, and if you look at like the, this, this piece, that's pinned to the top you in th- and, and some of the black and whites like you, it's uh there might be like shadows of another arm and another arm so as i'm creating these things like there's i'm seeing into other worlds and so the positive shapes and the negative shapes just become really like it's like a game right they're not you don't know which one's which kind of and so he definitely plays with space he th- this Artist has work, I think, at the MoMA or the LACMA here in Los Angeles. And it's and it's beautiful and amazing. And guess what? You ready? You cannot touch it. You can't touch it, obviously. Okay, because that's art museums. I I worked at an art museum. Uh, but it doesn't move either, right? And it's supposed to move. It's a mobile, right? They should put like a little fan on it or whatever <laughs> to make that sucker move. So we were in there trying to blow on it. <sighs> like really... <sighs> We're trying to get into the group. I have we got in trouble. But so honestly, that's part of the reason. So um, when I did go back to Wyoming, I worked at an art museum for uh, like a semester. I did an internship. It was awesome. And uh, I had gone to that art museum as a kid for, for field trips. So to work in the ins and outs of the thing was really awesome. And so since I had those experiences and not being able to move a mobile uh, I, that's really why I wanted to start the $5 art party. And I want it to be this interactive thing where you could have artwork that you could touch, you know, boxes that you could open and pull things out of. Like I have this entire display that I did for my, uh, digital art project that, that is a, a discoverable box. And so I wanted all of these, like, those like mobiles. I have some metal mobiles and we would have like light shows and all this stuff. And so I have this plan to do this in Casper, Wyoming, like, 2020 right before the pandemic <laughs> and it was going to be the five dollar art party and all that and so now we we are doing interactive kind of experiences but there's not a lot of touchy-feely opening stuff because of the pandemic right like nobody wants to touch anything anymore but uh yeah that's where the five dollar art party started yeah that's awesome i love hearing where how you got influenced and the whole story to where you got to now. Um, I did have a question for you, Reptus. So for the Genesis collection, the Divine Femme, um, it's a celebration of feminine energy. And I'm just so curious, what motivated you to choose that as the theme of your first collection? It, I mean, it was just the obvious 
<laughs> because my work has been so focused on feminine energy. Like we, I make a lot of artwork. I think my older brother had told me when I was like 16, like artists come a dime a dozen, Becky, because they call me Becky. My name is Rebecca, right? So artists come a dime a dozen. You got to stand out somehow, right? So you just need to make a shit ton of work. And I, I don't know if that that's why, but I definitely have that. I make a lot of work. So um, you could put my work into two piles, like really feminine energy center work and then a lot of um like natural abstracted trees and a bit more cerebral work right so the stack for divine feminine work and the stack for surreal kind of i don't know if i want to call it weird is the right word but a lot of trees and natural work right trees and and we have them in piles literally trees and booties <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh you know i really need to do that process again that was a few years ago that we we took some psychedelics and went through all my artwork it was fantastic so um that it made sense to me because i've been so centered on feminine energy and because uh this i have a tweet that's sitting in my drafts that says why in 2023 when somebody says great artist who's a great artist real quick and it's men watch watch people will do it still in 2022 and it's a travesty right and why is it why is it that there are no great female artists and i'm not saying there aren't okay there was a book i read in college called why are there no great women artists and i explored that i took a women in art class and really explored the depths of um the male gaze the the, the assumed male gaze that exists in so much artwork over centuries where women were uh, it was fine for you to, to to take your clothes off and be in the studio, but you can't work in the studio. You can't learn the craft. You can't go to school. You know, the the school of the Beaux Arts in in France didn't accept women till I don't even know what year, honestly. And so it's unfortunate that that was the role of women to be looked at, to be gazed upon, and to be um, the object of desire of, of the male gaze. <clears throat> the assumed someone else's pleasure. So I have been focused very much on uplifting women in their sexuality, in their freedom, in their liberation to be themselves out and open by themselves, for themselves, in their own power. And that is so important to me on so many levels. And to see, I'm sorry for the rant, but to see group art shows that have 30 artists and three of them are women in 2022. Uh-uh. No, it can't happen. So it's incredibly important for me to get this message out there that women are powerful, women are impactful, they are important, and they are, we're sick of being pushed to the sidelines. We're important. And that is why Divine Femme, and that is why you should own a piece of art history. This is my very first Genesis collection, and you can buy one right now for .02, revduce.com. That's right. Wow. I literally have goosebumps. Oh my goodness. Your energy is just incredible, incredible. I um, I have a question for you. I feel like you encapsulated it, but if you had to explain what divine femininity is to somebody who doesn't really know the concept, how would you define it? How would you define divine femininity? I love this question. So there's uh, energies within us all. There's divinity in everything, really. Um, I mentioned psychedelics for a second, so you can check that out. Uh, can maybe tap into that um, 
uh, there's a lot of different ways to tap into the what Sabet will call the source. Yeah, and I like that term. Uh, <clears throat> so when you think of anything divine, I have a there's a little blurb like from the Google. It's like godlike having godlike powers. Um, and I did a whole space about my collection and asked everyone, what does divine mean to you? So that's kind of the first thing that we really want to explore is like this connection, this divine energy, life force energy that's within all of us. Yeah. And there's a feminine energy and people try to define that like, oh, um, I don't know, pink or something like that. <laughs> Right. There's certain sim symbols, right, that we decided that were feminine and certain are blue is male. Right. I don't I don't agree with that. I don't know. And some, someone said yesterday, like, uh, I'm, I'm tapping into my masculine energy, which is the logical something, something side. I said, OK, fine. I don't have those definitions like for me. It's something else. It's something that there, there's like it's, it's intangible. It's not a, there's no word for it. And that's really what art is. Right. So that feminine energy is what exactly, right? It's something that's indescribable, tapped into the ethereal, tapped into something otherworldly. Thank you for that. That was um, a really profound and at the same time, like simple way of, of understanding it. So thank you. You're very welcome. I did write a little bit about it on my website because it's important to... I think when we think about all these energies, you got to remember that they're, so if you go left, right, if you turn your ceiling wheel left, your, your, the other side of your ceiling wheel goes the other way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a balance. There's a, there's a <clears throat> definitely balance, but like there's a little bit of a duality. Thank you. Duality is exactly what it says on my website. So I'll read this to you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it says duality exists in all things. Dark suggests light just as the divine feminine suggests the divine masculine. Soft curves suggest hard lines. The forms in each of the hand-drawn graphite and ballpoint pieces in divine femme play with positive and negative space. High energy flow state vibes swirl with jewel tones, deep grays, blacks, and whites. A balance of dual forces. I wish there was an emoji for fire. Like, I wish Elon made that a thing because we need it in this space. Elon, if you're listening, fire emoji, please, from spaces. I agree. Oh, man, that's fire for sure. Um, I have a follow-up question, um, if you don't mind, Red Deuce. Um, just, I'm a history uh, major, and I was thinking about um, how in different periods in art history, like goddesses were depicted as curvy, like, for example, Paleolithic Venus, like the little chunky statue. Um, she was worshipped by our ancestors. Um, what message do you hope to convey to today's modern society about women through your art? Yeah, that was the best. I like that usage. I have a picture of that too on my, on my, on my Twitter. Uh, D Venus de w of Willendorf is the name of, a, I think, the one you're yes. speaking of. Yes, that's it. And even, even there's another Venus. There's quite a many Venuses. <laughs> yeah, you could be a Venus, but for whatever reason, in, in art history, women are, are, are Venuses and, and to be looked at. But uh, I love that you bring this up because that is what the, uh, you know, for... So many sculptures and and pictures, especially from that time period, like way way Paleolithic times, were representing 
the feminine form as, as a, like almost abundance, right? As this lovely, beautiful uh, uh, symbol of abundance, yeah? Of, of, of procreation, of, of, cre- of continuing the, the species. It's such an amazing thing, especially at that time period. And they were like, this is, this, is what, this is what the human race not only needs like for survival, but it's absolutely beautiful because of it. I love that you brought that up. I'm highly connected to that. I'm going to find the tweet. Uh, while she looks for it, if anybody wants to request to be brought up to stage, um, please do so. Happy to add you. Yeah. Or um, if you guys can't speak right now, maybe you're at work or something, also feel free to put a question in the comments. And Jenny or I will you know, happy to kind of bring it up and ask it, and uh, we can go through it as well. So that's another option. And while Reduce looks for the that information, you know, one thing I, w- I did want to comment on as well, because is that I, I, I appreciate the fact that, you know, in the drawings that you make, right, and, and in these goddesses of your collection, that you are showing, you know, different shapes of women, right, and curvy women and things like that. Because I feel like too much in society, there's been this, like, it's, it's interesting, like this, this like standard of beauty being some like somebody that you know they have to be like thin or look a certain way, you know, and and I think it's it's really important and and valuable to have you know whether it be like in in art or in movies or in other things, people to see like other shapes and other forms, and that those things can also be beautiful as well, right? That like there is no one standard of beauty. But that you know, curvy can be beautiful and all that, and and it's not to say that you know, I'm, you know we're promoting a or you know conflating that body positivity with unhealthy behavior. But I think it's uh, it's it's good to be able to show that. I love I love that that you have all these different shapes and forms and and it just brings such a rich diversity to that. So I, I really commend you, and I love that that uh, that you represent that in your art. Hey, right on! Thank you so much for saying that. Uh... Well, I want to talk about that body positivity and body just embracing who we are right now. I want to give a shout out to some of the people like Arts Abide, Jenny, All Fly Studios, Drain Die, Carlos, I see you too. And then, of course, Art Waters down there with the black and white and Arts Abide. Uh, Mary, Marie J, I just met recently. Thank you for coming. Appreciate y'all coming through. Of course, Penn, I appreciate you. And Giancarlo and Jennifer, you guys are the best. If you have already, please do retweet retweet please please thank you and then um on to these importance of of uh embracing who we are yeah i've i've struggled with a lot um you know i have so many aspirations there's so many goals and dreams so many things i want to do and at i have managed now to decouple what i will do with with accepting who i am right now yeah i am awesome now i'm worthy of love now i'm good enough right now i will be better tomorrow and i have goals to make myself better tomorrow but that does not negate my okayness today right my dopeness today and so i've struggled with that a lot like i am not what i'm going to do later i am not my goals down the line i'm not my 10 years from now although i am because that's what i'm building right I am me and I'm okay right now. So I'm okay in my shape. I'm okay in my body. And we should love ourselves so much. One of the hardest things to do, I don't know if you ever did this, did this, 
Go in the mirror and look in your eyes and say, I love you. Say, I'm sorry. Say, thank you. Yeah. Say, you're beautiful. It's tough. It's tough to do. So you start to do that. It's, and the reason that that's tough is because a lot of our, our inner talk is, is negative. There's, you know, th thousands of thoughts going through your head per day, some percentage of it are negative. So if that's the internal dialogue, it's very important that we actively, with intention, make a verbal outward dialogue. I am amazing. That is why my profile says that, believe it, because I forget. I forget that I'm dope. I forget I do dope things. I have to remind myself. <clears throat> I have a little garden and I say to the garden, good morning, you're so beautiful. Someone told me, why don't you tell them, why don't you name your plants Rebecca and tell them they're beautiful? <laughs> and so it is a daily affirmation to myself and to my plants. And I say, good morning, Rebecca, to my strawberries, you're looking so beautiful today, to my tomatoes. And I implore everyone to do the same. Preach, preach. <laughs> I, I absolutely love that uh, and that advice and that message. And, you know, I think it's such an important thing for people to, to know because it, and even myself, like I, I struggled a lot with, um, you know, just and I think a lot of people do. Right. Like, you know, the, the feeling, the feeling like of an unworthiness or almost like tying your your self-worth with what you're capable of or falling into these tendencies of like comparing yourself with somebody else and feeling like I'm not, I'm not as good as this other person. And it is so important to realize that like you're like, you have innate value. You are beautiful and valuable the way you are. And yes. And I love how you mentioned like, you know, separating your goals and your aspirations from who you are now, because both of those things can be true. Like you could, there could be room to be better and to improve and to accomplish more, but that doesn't lessen any more of like how valuable you are and, and your worth as a person now. So, man, I, I love that. I love that. The, the self-affirmation and, and, uh, and that message of self-love. It's, it's so beautiful. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a picture. Okay. So I, I still, I mean, I think we all still have self-consciousness sometimes, but I used to be really self-conscious of my arms. Or I, like, I actually did a, what they call, they called it a bikini breakthrough beach day. It was like a mouthful to say, but, <laughs> but we all, it was all different body shapes and sizes came together to have a little therapy session and wear bikinis. M many of us for the first time, like in Santa Monica on the beach. And so it was an amazing time. Uh, of course I had a couple of, a couple of sodas, you know what I mean? A couple of pops to kind of calm my nerves or whatever. But, um, yeah, I have a picture from somewhere around that time of me wearing a bikini and it, it's just me. And it wasn't actually at the beach. It was at my pool later. And that was the first picture on my Facebook that ever got a hundred likes. It's just me being me and feeling free. And none of my pictures where I'm like, oh, let me make sure I'm looking really good or make sure I'm tucking in my stomach or something like that. It was just me being like, what? You know? <laughs> and, uh, and so it really gave me a lot of confidence. And I, I have a whole lot less of like, I don't know, my, my ex-fiance, I used to say, hey, do I look chubby in this? He'd be like, you're chubby. It's cool. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's really important for us to accept who we are. I love my body. I am excited about it. I wasn't always, right? So some there's some intentional efforts that went into changing my outlook on it. So uh, yeah, my artwork maybe ho hopefully can help people do that too. 
I did have a question for you. Um, when you uh, get the names for the goddesses, I was curious when I was looking through the website, do you name the goddesses before, during, or after they are created? I saw that question. Um, I saw that question coming. Uh, <laughs> mm, I have a lots of, uh, I have a, okay, I have a piece that somebody wants to buy. It's not in this collection, but it is a piece that has like a hundred names. Like maybe that will be its new name, like the piece with a hundred names. And it, it's because every time I seem to look at it, it, or, you know, it'll be the same name for a couple months, but I come back to the piece and it has a different feeling to me. So like the last time I posted, I'm like, it's Azure mood. And then I know that the file in my computer, right, is is up in the clouds. And then the older file has a whole nother name. So sometimes that name is how I'm like interacting, the dialogue I'm having with that piece, like right now, or in this in this kind of moment or space and time, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's so Okay. So cool. So there's one. Um, I think I posted it earlier. And my sometimes my Twitter won't post stuff. Uh, so this okay, I'll put it in the space. This one with the pink sun sunrise in the background also had several names. That one's gonna be GM Sunshine. So here's a little piece of alpha, really quick, right? It's a little secret. If you go to my page like red, you know, my Twitter page, and you search GM Sunshines, it'll be like you're looking at a portfolio of my work. So all of my GMs, all of my GMs are GM Sunshines. And then you just get a, like, I try not to repeat the same artwork, you know, too often. Um, so that's a little bit of alpha for you. So I was going to call her GM Sunshine, right? But it just didn't, it, it only felt right for like a few days. So anyways, her name is The Light. And it kind of is, is mostly because I was being very intentional about the entire collections, um, you know, the theme of divine, right? And this piece to me is just absolutely divine, right? It's just touching on all the, the light and the life force energy and just pow, boom, out in the world, right? Like light, right in your eyes. And so, it's, and, and it's like the light, the way the light, right? as they might say, in kind of a godly type of way. So there's a lot of different meanings for that. And it, it just hit home for this this piece. So that I hope that helps. Yeah, that definitely does. And just um, to circle back on the collection, how many goddesses are there in the collection? And do, they mint, do you go directly to the website to do it, to mint and buy one? Thank you for asking. There are 12 beautiful hand-drawn goddesses and hand-drawn on paper oh i had to look at them yes they're all paper <laughs> Some, uh, one a couple of them are like a linen like a, a creamy texture a little bit more textured of a linen and i left it that way um you know i didn't want to photoshop that stuff out like you'll even notice that the collection is pretty pretty true to the actual physical in real life piece i spent a lot of time to try to make sure that it just looked like the piece um, you know, I didn't want any kind of Photoshop editing. So there are 12 beautiful goddesses and you can go to revduce.com to view all 12 of them, but you'll actually be going to Manifold to do the actual minting. Manifold is 
you know, a trusted source. And it's a dope, dope resource for creatives, by the way. It's free. You can create your own contract. They make it really, really simple for creatives. And I think they're just getting better and better. So if you have any kind of hangups, like I was, I was nervous. I was scared. I was looking at a lot of different platforms. And t- I have talked to a couple of devs. Um, believe me, if you're listening below, you can do it. And you can do it with Manifold. It's just a matter of following some steps and you can do it. And so I created, there were six black and white graphite pieces and six brilliant colored one of one. The graphites are editions of 100 and they're um, 0.02 ETH. So I think, you know, ETH pumped a little bit. So something about 30 bucks. So I wanted it to be accessible, but I also wanted to get, I didn't want this to be a collection of like 10, you know, for the editions. I want as many people as possible to have our, my uh, very first collection that will, this will always be my first. There'll never be another first Revduce collection, right? This is it. And so it made a lot of sense to me to do it that way. I considered doing an open edition, but the hundred of each made sense, right? So there are, and there are six beautiful one of ones, but there's only four left. <laughs> Thanks to Jennifer buying the famed, the famed anti-censorship, <laughs> anti-censorship, the cosmos is, is the piece that Jennifer has picked up. And I'm so grateful for that, Jennifer. Thank you so much. And then, um, yeah. <laughs> I was say, no, the cool thing is that you, I think you put there like hundred percent of the proceeds all go to the nonprofit, right? So it's awesome that it's actually also supporting that cause, right. Of, um, you know, of uplifting art and, and really being able to give resources to people. So I thought that was so cool as well, you know, so not only are you getting an awesome, unique Genesis collection piece from Reduce, but you're also supporting a good cause as well. I think that's awesome. And by the well, way, if I... Oh, go you go, John Carlos. Yeah, no, I was just going to say um, that, you know, people are interested in coming up to ask a question. Uh, feel free and request. Uh, happy to have you up here. I know my my good friend, my dear friend here, uh, Gambler, is up on the stage. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for coming on. Uh, what you got for us today, man? And how you doing? Yeah, I'm well. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm sorry I jumped in a little late, um, but I always love catching these artist spotlights. Um, John, Jen, Jennifer, thank you for having me. Uh, Rebdu's pleasure. Um, excuse me if my question is a little redundant um, because I did miss some of it, but I, I'm really interested in the conversation and I saw your bio uh, and the first thing that I noticed was Rebduce is dope as fuck and she does dope things and like totally agree already. My question is, why did you decide to phrase it in the third person? Is is Rebduce you? Is it your art collection? Um, what does that rep- represent? Uh, I love the question. Lovely to meet you, Gambler. Believe that this has been, and it's not just me, but believe this is a, a common uh, dilemma, I think, for artists, right? Artists write artist statements, um, and sometimes they're in third person. And sometimes they're in first person. And I remember, and so I have I have both, right? For the actual artist statements, right? I have both. And I often, uh, let's see, I had to make a decision, right? And so I made the decision. I said, I'm going to be dope as fuck. And I want, I want people to remember, because just saying I'm doesn't say my name, does it? No, it doesn't. And what, like, it's very simple marketing is you want to repeat your name as many times as possible without being uh, annoying <laughs> or your phone number or whatever it is. 
your call to action. You want to be repetitive to the point right up into like, it can't be annoying. Right. So yeah, rep deuce is dope as fuck. And it's, it's going to remind you that it's, it's, it's rep deuce, not me, not I'm not they rep deuce. So that's why. I love that. I absolutely love your energy. And I think you're right. I think part of marketing is saying your name as many times as possible and um, getting people to say it too. Like you even just encouraged me to say it, you know, maybe unintentionally, but, um, you know, inspired the question. <laughs> and I actually had one follow up. Um, I, I love the art. I, I love the, the, it looks like it's, it's, you said hand drawn, right? I love the, the focus on shapes like when i first look at it and i'm no like art expert but when i look at it the shapes jump out immediately like the, the circles and the lines um were you inspired was that something you had in mind while you were creating the art or is something that you kind of noticed after it was done thank you for that question gambler gambler i really appreciate you coming and, and asking and also the dopest fuck thing it, it, like it has it, there's always a conversation we had it at the beginning of the space so someone had actually asked me said why did you do that you should change it i'm like yo telling someone what to do is is just it's just impolite <laughs> but uh so here we had a whole conversation about it um for me my process is very much like i draw a lot of swirls and, and scribbles really but uh the and so i'll start with like a blank sheet of paper and sometimes i'm just feeling real crazy and just <laughs> with a little scribble and sometimes i have this idea of a shape that i want to create and i have really been focused on feminine forms in my work there's a lot of curves and swirls and almost like that paisley especially in the piece that you you have jennifer is almost that paisley pattern um and I just really enjoy it. I, I so much enjoy exploring these curves. Someone had asked me if I used a, a tool or something. I don't. Wow. I don't. Yeah, I don't use any stencil or, or circle tool. Um, so yay. Uh, when there's the artist and I could look up his name, but uh, it, uh, he had impressed um, someone in like some king or something in the Renaissance by drawing just a perfect circle. Someone might know because there's so many artists here. So when my, when I'm creating, uh, I often have nothing in mind except for maybe just a bit of a curve. And I might even start to draw like it's so interesting because I'll kind of like start to draw out like what it starts to be maybe like an eyelash or a face and like some curls, curls of a hair of hair. Right. And so it's going to be a portrait. Right. And then as I'm going, there's there's the curve of a back. And oh my goodness, if that's not the curve of a, of a breast. And now it's become a full body woman that I had saw a face originally. So I'm having these almost, they're a little bit psychedelic experiences with these little bits of line that, that can really transform from whatever I thought it was, like a portrait to like uh, a full body uh, f female form. So that's a bit about kind of how I create. And then there are times where I'm like, I really, I really want it to look like this. I have a portrait series that I've started to have three little eight by 10 canvases. And I have, I don't know, a dozen more that I'm prepping. Um, because uh, I, in ma many of my works, I don't have eyes. There's no eyes. And so is that a metaphor maybe for something? I'm not sure. So I have intentionally drawn a few portraits with eyes and I'm working on a much larger mural. But um, yeah, so I do, I do sometimes work with, with specific intention. I have a portrait of my brother who passed away that I'm working on. That's very intentional, cerebral kind of work. There's a bull 
and a lot of symbolism happening. Um, but then there's others that are literally just, uh, uh, you know, uh, really quick and fast lines and that spontaneity, that energy is really what I love. And so at times it stays just like that. And other times I refine it and refine on each of those expressive lines. That's a, a really cool answer, Abdus. Thank you for getting so so deep and and uh, thorough with your explanations. I absolutely love that you don't use any tracer or anything to get those shapes. I actually think they wouldn't look as good if you did. I think, and that's probably why you do it. I think it it adds to that natural form. I love that the psychedelic experience you mentioned. I mean, this is like you're really making me feel like I'm there with you as you create it. Um, and I think that's a really cool experience. So, I mean, even just, just staring at the art is really provocative. <laughs> like I, I, I don't use that word too often, but it makes you want to kind of keep staring at it. Look at things you didn't see before. It's like, it makes me want to ask questions like, where did the inspiration for this come from? The inspiration for so that, you know, I don't want to take over the stage, but thank you all so much for having me, Reb Deuce. I'm glad we could connect and I could learn a little bit about you. Um, John, Jennifer, you guys are the best. Amber, yeah. thank you so much, man. What a great question. And wow, yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually still kind of blown away. I'm looking at the art again. And I'm like, I cannot believe she does this all by hand. I mean, I, I honestly really thought that you had like some special tool or something. So it is, it is incredible. And I actually agree with you, Gambler, too. Like, it's funny, when I, when I was looking through the art, like, there's just so much detail that, like, you start to, like, focus in on just certain areas, and it just draws you in more and more. I mean, it's just, it's just absolutely stunning. So thank you so much for, for coming up and, and asking those questions. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was great. It was just great to hear more about your process for Deuce and, uh, and, and how you kind of just start with a line and, and it transforms and evolves into a whole shape and a figure. I mean, that's, that's so cool. And along those lines, I actually was kind of curious. I wanted, I was going to ask you about like, as part of your creative process, um, I, I was interested, like, you know, if you, you know, are there certain things that you do when you're creating or like what, what, what space you usually create in? You usually have music going on. Are you on the psychedelic, you know, um, or is this the drawing just itself, its own, uh, you know, psychedelic process for you, but maybe you could talk a little bit more about like, um, you know, where you, where you do your creations and, and, um, what do you have going on when you, when you do it? Yay. Thank you. Sure. Uh, so sometimes with the psychedelics, not so much. Um, but I wanted to, a little fun fact, uh, psychedelics really helped me get sober. And I know it may not be the same, like it may not be a good therapy for all people, but for, I've, you know, I did, I've done a, my fair share of like shrooms and acid and things. So I've had plenty of experiences and I also drank a lot. So whenever I would do like, you know, any of these psychedelics, I didn't feel like drinking. I don't feel like smoking cigarettes either. So I knew that about me, right? And so I have been, uh, you know, working really hard to try to get myself sober. So, well, if you do a bunch of shrooms, you won't want to drink. And it's true. It's absolutely true. <laughs> and so it took it took a, a lot of day ones, a lot of, you know, day fives, day sixes. And I actually recorded a lot of these days too. It's kind of amazing. I haven't uploaded them anywhere. They'll be in my archives for the... Uh, the uh, biography video Netflix special later. Um, so that's just a little fun fact. And I, I have tried to record my process, but I'm so into what I'm doing. It's just hard to stop like record. And then even if I do set up the recorder thing, then I have 45 minutes, an hour of footage that I have to try to find the good parts. 
So I will try to share more of my process. I know I, I like watching it myself, so I know it would be cool to watch. Um, for the uh, uh, I like music. I've I was into Stevie Wonder for a while, so I have a whole Stevie Wonder watercolor series that's amazing that I plan to put out as a book. I'm really excited about that. And in in this very specific performance in New York, in like I want to say '85, it was called Wonder Love. So you guys can look it up. It's a great performance. Uh, and then, uh, but I like uh, we were talking about this in the spaces with uh, Goldie and uh, Tuan Jones yesterday. And uh, I like I can dig on some really cool hip hop, like if if I know the words right, because I feel like it occupies that that side of my brain. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm rapping along in my head and, but I'm just going at it on, on the paper or the canvas. A lot of, a lot of board canvas watercolor paper is happening. I have canvases. I think there's a little bit of uh, apprehension that I'm getting over. Okay. I got some big canvases. I'm going to, I'm going to, that's where the, my brother's canvas is going to, uh, my brother's portrait will be on those canvases. So I'm getting over that hurdle. Um, I'm, don't have a, I just live in a single apartment I wish I had a big studio where I could have painting set up on all sections so in order to work on one thing I kind of have to move the other thing um but it's it, it's uh uh I'll have like six if it's watercolor I'll have like six or eight going at once um I'm prepping these canvases so you know you prep them and you lay them out to dry and then in, invariably tip them over and then mess up the finish somehow <laughs> But that's a little bit about, it's a little bit all over the place. Um, and then I kind of get inspired and will stay up way super too late, right? Or not eat or whatever for, for several hours. I think all artists can relate to that. 100%. But not always, not always psychedelic. I mean, I don't do that many psychedelics anymore. I think it was a really good medicine to help me get over the drinking. Like I had some shrooms in, a, in, in, in a, you know, just had them for like six months. And my friend came over, I gave them to her. So. Um, I think it can be a good medicine and it can be good experiences, but I don't do them that often anymore. I, um, I recently saw a documentary on Netflix about that. And uh, one of the gentlemen that was being interviewed uh, was an alcoholic and he was describing that he did one session. I don't remember what type of psychedelic it was. And all it took was one session for him. And that was it. It was almost like he hit a hard reset and he was able to just go forward with his life. So absolutely. And I know that there's a lot of legislation being passed, you know, like at West in the Western States, um, to, to allow it to be something like that, an option for people for sure. Yeah. There's a organization called, uh, maps and I can't remember what it stands for, but it's like, you know, multidisciplinary something, something of psychedelic studies, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it's really something that people can use to, to, to overcome trauma and PTSD and to really get into like what they call shadow work, which is a term I've just recently learned. Um, but a lot of um, our decisions are made and dictated by kind of like uh, patterns and of behavior that we learned like before we were seven. And uh, uh, I've had a ton of trauma in my life. It's been a crazy life. I could write a, I could have wrote a book at 18. Like I know I didn't say this, but I was in, a group home from age 15 until 17. And then I was in foster care when I was 17. And so that was a pretty interesting experience. I, I called my foster, my foster mom recently. Anywho, 
I do think that there is a lot of power in these medicines, in plant medicines that um, we're just learning about right now. And uh, I implore anyone to learn more about it. Jennifer, it sounds like you're talking about ayahuasca, which is a therapy, um, it's a plant medicine as well, but it's really potent psychedelic. And when you are given that treatment, you're under like experienced medical care um, from my understanding. Yeah, I think it was that too. And um, I just wanted to say like, just your entire story, your energy, like you're just literally perseverance and beauty encapsulated. And I just wanted to say that to you. Yeah, I echo that as well. Thank you. Yeah, your story is amazing. I I echo what Jennifer said. And, and, um, you know, it's a yeah, you know, you're living it, and it's you know the, the, the perseverance, and 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 I love you know the, just the whole journey and where you are now, and, and that whole story of like the getting to a place of self love and acceptance, and and you have this like amazing passion for um you know for art and people, and so it's it's beautiful. So thank thank you so much for you know for sharing that with us today, Reduce. I you know really loved having you here. Um, and, uh, I do, I do want to, you know, I got to kind of wrap up the space. I was going to see if anybody else uh, wanted to come up and, um, you know, comment or, or ask a question, uh, last call. Uh, and then I think maybe one other last thing I also wanted to see is, uh, you know, if you wanted to maybe share a little bit more about what are the, you know, plans and aspirations for the nonprofit this year, you know, big things you got coming up, maybe just to, to recap, especially since some people probably joined a little bit later, uh, maybe you want to share a little bit of that before we wrap up. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for that. Um, our water is doing big, big things. So many big things. Um, first and most importantly is fundraising. So why are we fundraising? We are doing four $5 art parties in 2023. The $5 art party has, I mean, if you've ever won events, you know that there's an expense involved. And so we definitely want to, and and everybody at this point is uh, donating their time, energy, and effort. We'd like to get some people paid. So either way, to do those $5 art parties through the year is about 30 grand. And then we want to get a sprinter van. We're talking dream big, right? Uh, you remember how the ice cream truck used to come to your neighborhood? Or better yet, the bookmobile, right? Yes, definitely. <laughs> Mr. I, I, didn't, I didn't have a bookmobile, but definitely the ice cream truck. <laughs> okay, so we're going to have an art dream truck, and it's going to be bumping Wu-Tang. And no, it won't. Not Wu-Tang. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, they want to bump some Mozart, like something real nice, some lo-fi. And we're gonna, you know, open the doors for kids to come and pick out two art supplies for free, like just like a bookmobile or an ice cream truck. But you know, they don't have to pay. And if they want more than two art supplies, there it's it's gently used art supplies, it's donated art supplies, so they're gonna be at a low cost, so they can pick up you know extra sketchbook if they want to. But that's the very first, you know, the highest of agendas: the five dollar art party and this this art dream truck. I'm working on the name. Suggestions are welcome. And the next on the agenda is to get a brick and mortar in real life, in real life uh, store. And not just a storefront, but also a Skillshare center, an equipment exchange center here in Los Angeles. There's a bank building on Avenue 57 and Figueroa that's been empty since I moved to LA in 2004. That is my dream building. I want them to just give it to me. But Hey, there's a lot of buildings in LA and I believe it's possible for, I've known of other organizations to get buildings gifted to them. So that is my aim for 2024. Sprinter van, 
four or $5 art parties and a brick and mortar storefront, Skillshare, art water space in Los Angeles. So those are my goals for 2023. It's ambitious as fuck. I'm dope. <laughs> so I can do this. And then I might actually be going to I have been talking to someone about $5 art party in Chicago. Um, and I'm trying to bring Sherry Grant, the amazing concert queen Sherry Grant from New Zealand to the $5 art party or to Chicago. Either one. She's definitely coming to the States and we were going to work together. So I have big dreams and big plans. That's just for this year. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> I will be man- helping manifest those for you, my friend. I mean, I, I man, it's so, so cool. And I, I just, I'm visualizing the, the trucks coming around the town, you know, neighborhoods and handing out supplies to kids. I mean, man, that's, that's, it's a beautiful thing. I, I really, really hope you can uh, make all those things happen and definitely be looking to support your cause. I think it's such a beautiful cause. I think, Jenny, you were going to say something as well. Yeah, I was just saying that I'm going to be praying on that to be a reality in this year. And I wish you all the best of luck, my friend. Oh, thank you so much. It's absolutely going to happen. Uh, It's all a matter of time. That's it. It is definitely happening. Uh, Artwater is a global creative resource ecosystem. And with your help, we can be sustainable. So you can donate your art, your NFTs, your time, energy, if you're in Los Angeles, to Art Water, to the $5 Art Party. Our next one is coming April 22nd. And the one after that will be in June. My birthday is June 25th. We're probably coincide with that. Also, you can support us by sending directly to artwater.eth. Open your wallets. You can support the Art Dream Truck, the In Real Life Art Supply and Resource Ecosystem that's giving art supplies to everybody everywhere all the time. You can also buy one of my beautiful NFTs on my website, rebduce.com. Additions are only 0.02. Tap in with me, y'all. I see we got some new speakers. Hello. We do. We do. Two people joined the stage, uh, Amber and Ace. Ace. How's it going, everyone? Thank you for having me on. And I hope hope I'm catching everybody at... uh, at a great time, you know, uh, great in health and a positive mindset. And I was very fortunate to meet uh, Rib Deuce in person at the last $5 art party that she hosted. And it was amazing, you guys. Uh, and it was a divine moment. You know, speaking of divine, it was a divine moment because I wasn't even supposed to be there. You know, I, I live like 60, 70 miles away from where the park, where the event was hosted. Um, it was a last minute invite, you know, come down to this party, hang out, whatnot, whatnot. Uh, I literally, you guys, I chose an area and sat right next to Red Deuce, like out of the whole park, right? Like, I'm like, where am I going to sit and put my little table? <laughs> um, so I sat right next to Red Deuce. She is such a dope person, you guys. I uh, love the art. Um, yeah, Reb Dudes, like, uh, I'm so glad I met you. We're going to do such great things. I can't wait for this next uh, $5 art party. It was so much fun meeting everybody, making connections. Uh, and that's what it's about, you guys, you know, either in person or here in the spaces. We make positive connections with others that we can grow together and make an impact in this world, you know, whether it's, you know, one way or another, you know, whether it's spiritual, uh, uh, self-confidence, uh, health. You know, we're, we're all there for each other at every moment. And 
what a great way to tie it in with art, you know? Uh, uh, so yeah, I just wanted to say that you guys, I uh, just don't want to take up too much time, but Reb Deuce, you're an amazing person. Glad I met you. Love the art. You guys, if you, if you haven't jumped on and got a collection, like go check them out, check out the website. So many to choose from. I personally got the uh, Miss Jackson and I'm going to be framing that here in my little studio. So once again, you guys have a great day. Uh, Love being on here. Love listening to you guys. And thanks again. Oh, Ace, man, talk about divine, right? So check it out. I'm, it was through uh, another Web3 fam, right? That said, hey, uh, my friend Reb Deuce is having a party. You should pull up. Now, Ace didn't talk about what he does, but he has this water called Kangen water. I think I'm saying it right. It will make your skin glow. All right. And it tastes like butter. No, but it, it, it's like it's like high energy water. And it's just serendipitous, isn't it? That art water, I am looking for it to partner with what like I want to partner with, you know, what do you call it? Grassroots art water or art initiative. I'm sorry, water initiative. You know what I'm saying? And so for Ace to come through, uh, a Hummingbird Warriors came through, a few other Web3 fam came through. And I know that in April, we're just going to have even more Web3 folks come through. It was just like perfect. So thank you so much, Ace. And um, Kip also was down below. And thank you for picking up Miss Jackson. But I'll definitely see you April. And if you haven't tried <laughs> this water, uh, do follow Ace and then Gross Profit Art, um, who, who's bringing the water to the next $5 art party for sure. Wow. Thank you so much, Ace, for joining. Oh, go ahead. Oh, Ace. no, I'm sorry. I, I was just going to just chime in really quick. My Gross Profit Art account uh i guess i was adding too many people and, and you know i mean like twitter kind of suspended me and and, and i didn't have an a email address linked up to it you guys and i had an old phone number so do your due do, do, do diligence and uh update your phone numbers update your your passwords update your emails you guys so that doesn't happen to you but that being said i had to create my own little personal one just the other day in which you know that's why i have like two followers but uh yeah thank you guys Give me a follow and I'll, I'll love to share more, you know. Just followed you and I followed Gross Profit Art as well. So, oh man, thank you so much for coming up here and, uh, and, and sharing that. Appreciate that. And I see we also, we got Amber back. Are you able to speak now? Let's see. Hi. Hi. So imagine a world like it is right now. Just imagine the world for what everything it is right now. And then take a second to imagine the items in that world slowly disappearing around you until there's nothing left except for a void of existence in which there is nothing but emptiness, black, nothing. That's the world without art. Without art, you cease to exist. And without people like Reb Deuce saving the arts and people like me saving the arts and everyone in this room, Ace and the whole room, we won't have a future. That's the future you have to look forward to. Desolate blackness, no existence. You don't exist. I don't exist. The universe doesn't exist. That's how powerful art is. I think the most closest relationship to the creator of the universe is art and the artist. And I think that we understand the relationship between imagination and physical form. And without this project and other projects like mine, we fail the future of our children humanity emotionally physically spiritually on every single level so i just want to say hats off to reb deuce for 
understanding that and for fighting for our universe, for our people, for our imaginations, for our children and for everyone around us to be more physically, mentally, and emotionally stable and spiritually stable. Thank you very much, Revduce. Yay! And yes, and now, imagine a world where Revduce and John Carlo and Jennifer and Amber and Ace come together to celebrate art and bring rainbows and sparkles and sunshine, right? That's why I want to make a commercial like this. Amber and I were talking about it, but yes, that's what the beautiful world that's around us. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing about NFTs and and so much art on my Twitter. I, I was working really hard the other day and I was like whole like day without art. And it was like, I was, I was missing it. So it's a beautiful thing, Amber. I appreciate you. I appreciate everyone in this room really. I'm so touched and I'm so excited. My heart is so full and I'm so grateful for everyone being here. So thank you. And it is, it's about connection. And that's really what Artwater is doing. We're building connections, human connection that's going to elevate our collective human consciousness and make the world a better place. Man, I just love your energy, Reduce. I could hear you talk all day. <laughs> I love it. I love the idea of the commercial. And uh, man, this is beautiful. And Amber, um, thank you so much for for coming up and, and saying that and, and painting that picture, right, of that of the world and that darkness with, without art. And, and and if you don't mind, I, I would love to know what's the name of, uh, of, your, of your initiative or your project, uh, if you don't mind sharing. Yeah, so um, I'm the Amberland and I do Project Reject. And what we're trying to do is save the art department's one class at a time. We're starting on reservations, inner city schools and needs. I'm going to start in my area where I know. So I'm going to start on reservations. We're going to help students self-fund their own art department through our spatial gallery that we're building um, so that students can do collective artwork, um, classroom collective artwork and sell that artwork um, through the spatial gallery and help to fund their art departments. As Reb Deuce has told you, there's been an immense amount of funding lost in the arts and it's closing classrooms down. I had fates that one time in my life. I'm able to market like McDonald's because I worked at McDonald's in high school, the same kind of marketing system to save our art department. And we were able to do that in a time that was extremely necessary and needed. Um, and it hasn't gotten any better. And so 100% of the sales for the student arts, when we get everything up and running, will go back to the classroom. And 50% of the resident artists of Amberland will donate 50% of our sales for artists by artists to those classrooms in order to help save the arts. Um, because we're at a critical moment. And we also want to remember onboarding the future to Web3 and giving young adults the opportunity to be able to shift from childhood artwork into adult artwork as artists and be able to have a platform to sell on when they come out as the physical market's getting harder every single day. Um, so with that being said, that's the premises of our project. And being able to know people like Reb Deuce is going to be able to help get some of those supplies back into those classrooms. Um, not only do we want them to have digital, which will take care of the digital, we have a couple computers and things like that that we're trying to get iOSs in. I'm trying to raise like $600 left to, to pull off the rest of the technical side, but her project and my project can sync together because we'll be able to get classroom supplies that are gently used through like Rev Deuce's program into there. And obviously recycled is going to go farther than, than than buying some of these art supplies straight off the market, right? 
Um, so it's really critical to have like community, um, um, community connections like Reb Deuce for my project and why I support her because we're like sisterhood in the, in the premises of saving the arts. So not only, um, do we work separately, but we also can work cohesively together in this room or anyone, anyone around us. And um, we can save things together, but we can't do it alone. There's not one project that can, you know, spread the entire world. So making these community connections with each other is crucial to helping each other and helping save the art. So I really appreciate the time to speak about it. And thank you. Thank you for sharing that, Amber. I just gave you a follow back. Also, I'm just elated that this is happening um, because, you know, as, as a mom, I, I really have seen the decline in the programs um, at the public school level. And I'm just so happy that there are people who are making a difference in that way. Um, so I commend you both for the incredible work that you're both doing. Yeah, Amber, keep, please keep us updated. I'm so excited. I was, t I was talking to, I was talking to Pierre, my, my ex fiance, we're, we're homies, you know, we spent half our lives together. Uh, and, uh, I was explaining to him a little bit about how I think about art water, right? Art water is, you know how they say like umbrella corporation or something. It's more of a jellyfish organization, right? So, yeah. So you got like the bubble of the jellyfish, right? And you have to focus, we have to focus. I want to change the world, right? I want equity for everyone. I want equal pay for everyone. I want water, food, all the, well, I don't want people to be shot in the streets and things like that. Uh, so right now we're focused on elevating the collective human consciousness through artwork. And so that's the bubble, right? Of the jellyfish. And how, how are we going to do that? Okay. We give people access to art supplies. We help them business-wise, marketing-wise, legal wise. And then we try to help them with it. You know, we're going to help them with the web three thing because it's an opportunity to connect artists with their fans and really, really make those connections that will elevate the collective human consciousness. And then there's jellyfish have all these tentacles where <laughs> that go out, right? Like a whole bunch of tentacles and they go far, far and long. And so that's, that's all these different, um, connections that are being made. That's uh, Project Reject with Amber. This is connections with John Carlo and Jennifer and Carlos down there and All Fly and Jesse and Jenny and Arts Abide and everyone in the space. It's all of those different connections. And so that's how I think of art water, right? The jellyfish. Wow, what a great metaphor <laughs> to describe it. And uh, Amber, I also gave you a, a follow. Thank you also for, you know, for the cause that you're bringing forth to to really, um, you know, support the arts. And, you know, I, I echo what Jennifer said as well, you know, as a parent, um, I, I think, you know, art is so important. And we talked a little bit about it at the beginning of the space as well, that it's so crucial, you know, as, as a, you know, to really foster our creativity, to bring, you know, color and, you know, to our lives for helping with mental health. I mean, so many things, and it's so important that we still, uh, continue to support that. So I, I love the fact that there's people like you, like Reduce, you know, doing doing this work, right? That is is so valuable. 
And, um, you know, I definitely want to support both of you and the initiative you're doing. I love, I love the picture of the, of the, uh, of the jellyfish, you know, and, and uh, how art water can, you know, have his tentacles and all these different things. Cause yeah, I think all of it, all of it matters and all of it's important in all these different ways um, of things that we can do to help support the cause. So um, I do got to now wrap up the space. Unfortunately, I do got to get, got to get going as well, but uh, I want to thank you all for all the listeners who are here, who tuned in today. Uh, appreciate you guys being with us, uh, you know, sharing the space. Uh, those of you that came up and, and asked questions uh, and comments, I'd appreciate all of you. And um, and obviously my, my lovely co-host, Jennifer, thank you for doing this with me. And Rev Deuce, um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on this space today. Like I said, I, I just love your energy, your passion. I mean, it's, it's, your passion is palpable. You know, it's, it is just, uh, it's incredible. Uh, and, um, I, I love what you're doing. Keep going. And I'm going to be, you know, praying for and manifesting that all those big dreams you got will happen and will materialize this year. Um, and if you're trying to get any, uh, any trucks to Florida, let me know. <laughs> I will, uh, I'll help out in any way I can to, to make it happen to, to come to the uh, East Coast of the U.S. So thank you so much much for being here. Thank you for all that you're doing uh, to support your cause. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much, Giancarlo, Jennifer, and everyone who came to the space. But this has been amazing space. I've been on so many spaces uh, to share these little tidbits, but um, I'm so honored to have a space to really just express as much as possible about who I am and what drives me and what has driven me to this this ultimate goal of giving people access there art have the power to change the world you know that stem s-t-e-m right it used to be steam there's an a in there for art because art makes us better and art makes us human and art has the power to change the world and that's what we're doing so thank you again please do tap in with me if you guys have any questions if you're in Los Angeles, $5 art party, and we're bringing it to Florida. We're global, John Carlo. Woo, let's do it. <laughs> we're going to make it happen. So yeah, no, that, that's awesome. And uh, and that's actually, you know, and I love that you mentioned the, the, the space, right? Because that's why I wanted to do this space really was to give people that opportunity, right? To really share more about their passion, about who they are, about their story, um, so that, that's what I like about this space. And that's why I wanted to create it. Cause I feel like, you know, sometimes people just get, you know, a little like five, 10 minutes and, and you just can't really tap into that in, in, in such a short period of time. So, uh, so thank you for being here, for being a part of this. And again, and for, um, and for all that you're doing with, um, with art water and, and with your artwork as well. Thank you once again, peace, love, water, and light. I'm sure Danny has a goodbye to say. Oh, I just, I'm literally just just absorbing just the last, <laughs> the last, <laughs> just savoring it. And then, I mean, I just can't say enough about you. I love your art. Um, thank you so much for coming and thank you so much for educating us and sharing uh, just so much of yourself uh, with us today. It was an absolute pleasure, Reb Deuce, and an honor. Thank you. Thank and you, thank you John Carlo, for having this space, of course, because it is very unique, very unique and very needed. Agreed. All right. Well, bye, everyone. Hope you have a wonderful Friday and a wonderful weekend. Take care. Bye.